0: This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice and all the latest developments in human resource management.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review podcast. I'm the guest host today, Bill Bannum, and my guest joining me today is Kirsten Ferber, Director of People at Channel 4. Kirsten is responsible for all of Channel 4's HR and people functions, leading a strategy to enable and underpin a dynamic culture that fosters creativity, diversity, inclusion, and innovation. Kirsten joined Channel 4 from Kantar Consulting, where she was Chief People Officer working across the consulting and global divisions to build a culture of growth. Prior to that, Kirsten held senior roles at several prominent media companies, including 20th Century Fox, Discovery, and more recently as People Director for BBC Worldwide, where she spent over seven years developing the organisation's culture to support and deliver a global growth strategy. Kirsten, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today.
2: Well, thank you very much. And um, now we've worked out the time zones. Um, you know, Good morning.
1: Good morning to you, too. OK, so beyond my wee introduction there, Kirsten, why don't you take a minute or two and tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and your role over at Channel 4?
2: Absolutely. So I have uh, been at Channel 4 for nearly two years um, and uh, it's a you know, very exciting place, really um, in the middle of uh, lots of change that's going on in on the industry. And I know I've spoken to one of your colleagues before. One of the things I'm very passionate about from an HR profession is how we can really create the right environment so people can do their best work. So uh, culture, people is a core pillar uh, for Channel Four success. We had a very good successful year last year. Um, and I blog and write a lot about being human at work because I believe that is something that is just so critical for us at the moment, given all the challenges that we have um, in the marketplace, whether we're getting over the global pandemic, I'm going to say hopefully getting over it, the hybrid working, we now have uh, cost of living, challenges around uh, supply chain. So there's lots of external factors. So
0: having the right environment so people can do their best work is really important. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent and tech experts.
1: Wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay, so as part of my homework ahead of this interview today, Kirsten, I was reading around uh, past interviews that you've done. One of which, which was a great interview by the way, was with the hrdirector.com and uh, here's a direct quote from that from you. Uh, Channel 4 has always been a force of change, a box shaker, and very progressive. But for that to be allowed to happen, the HR infrastructure must support it. I knew I had to bring all of my experience to the task in hand. So my question for you is, what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced at Channel 4 so far? I believe you joined in 2020. And how have you been keeping Channel 4's people happy, motivated, and progressive in their collective outlook and perhaps as part of that answer you can include some discussion of of the big news from this year of course which is the privatization of channel four
2: so gosh there's a lot in there uh, bill where do you, where do you start <laughs> i think the one word that i would say that i believe resonates with um everyone whether your employee whichever profession is the speed of change the speed of changes is, is so quick and particularly in the broadcasting industry given that in the pandemic, the big focus, well, we had all the time, didn't we, to watch a lot of TV, which was fantastic. And it really meant there was a very much a big focus to digital. What was really good about Channel 4 is ahead of that, the strategy had already been to start really focusing, um, leading from, let's put digital first, so that we could really support our remit, getting out to uh, consumers, in terms of the fascinating, challenging content um, that, that we provide and also how we support the indie community. So in terms of when you've got a backdrop of lots of change going on anyway, your industry is changing, we've got a very, very clear remit and purpose and that really provides the bedrock for what we can do from a people and culture perspective to start to build and evolve in terms of that work so the challenge i would say overall is change change is difficult and it's really about locking into the purpose and the remit continuously in terms of how we move that forward and then how can we look at really supporting um, our employees but also how do we support uh, people outside of the uk as well so one of um, I'll give you one example because I always think it's good to provide some examples. So, we have very active employee representation groups and really partnering with those groups in terms of what is on people's minds, what do we need. And for women who were a very active uh, representation group, saw that there was certainly a gap and um, awareness that needed to be created and support around menopause. And then more recently um, in the last six months around pregnancy loss and having that raised across the organisation, putting policies in place um, so that people are supported and managers can support employees. And then taking that outside of Channel 4 has been something that has been uh, very much welcomed and I think is a really great example in terms of how can you support that environment for people who are going through uh, different things so they can do their best work.
0: Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR and Review? You'll get ad free content, early and extra episodes, and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hreview.co.uk podcast. Okay, wonderful. Uh, I just want
1: to tease a bit more out of you on, on that answer in, in terms of uh the impact of privatization, uh, private, the privatization of channel four. What what, what does that meant for for the the culture at, at Channel Four? Um have, have,
2: sorry have, you, Yeah you are you did ask me that question and I um didn't um include it in the in, in my very long answer.
0: So in terms
2: of, I mean, I think everyone is aware, um, you know, the government has announced uh, the possibility of uh, Channel 4 being privatised. Now, those those conversations are going, um, there is obviously d- discussions and uh, requirements that need to go through government. Where, where we are as an organisation, we are here still to deliver on our remit and why Channel 4 was brought together in the, in the first instance and has been very, as I said, successful in the, la- in, in the last 12 months and we continue to be. So from a people perspective, it really goes back to, and again, i talked about this a lot with with colleagues and peers, if you've got a very, very clear purpose, which Channel 4 does in terms of its remit, that galvanises employees more than anything else and our remit is still there it's still as it needs to be um, uh, even if there's lots of conversations around privatization so it's really dialing that up even more and giving that sense of uh how important that is to deliver within the organization and for the greater good and i think we also hear um externally people are very supportive of that so culturally it just means dialing up that purpose and that remit even more given all the noise that goes on um, uh, around what this mean, what this could mean, because we don't know. Um, so it's very much delivering against that.
1: OK, so there's still a wee bit of uncertainty at the moment then, Kirsten. Um, what, what does that mean for you as, as someone who leads the charge of, of, of the people function uh, of keeping people yeah, all, all rowing in the same direction and whatnot? Uh, what, what additional challenges are there for, for a people leader when there is uncertainty within an organisation?
2: Well, again, uncertainty is always going to be there. And I think the last 24 months for all of us has meant uncertainty. And what does that mean from a uh, what can the people function do? So from my perspective, it very much is there's always going to be uncertainty, whether that's what, what the future of the organisation is or what does that mean from an economic um, or political standpoint. But having a clear purpose really then requires very, very clear communication clear in terms of I think we're all familiar with I'm going to call it people infrastructure around a performance cycle which is very much making it human so everyone being very very clear and this is what I've certainly been focused on and it may sound quite simple but when we're working in a hybrid way is everyone really really clear what goals and objectives that we're working on to deliver the strategy to deliver the remit so very very big focus in terms of um, ensuring everyone is clear Having that regular feedback mechanism, pushing that, provide role modeling that as well, and then providing the support and the development around that. So it's really a a sort of a very much a holistic um, people strategy with all those different elements, but dialing up very, very strongly communication in a number of ways, whether that be like with, you know, we're having we're talking today, we can't see each other. Um, some people like to meet in person how do you get all of those messages and consistent messages right through the organization and ensure it's
0: a two-way conversation is where that's really going to form if you enjoy the hr and review podcast please consider giving us a five-star rating in itunes or in your podcast app of choice this helps others find us and grow our community of hr and related professionals
1: Wonderful, thank you. Now, uh, far too many of us have had this feeling of dread on a Sunday evening ahead of uh, a new work week. Um, Certainly in my early career, I experienced a bit of that. And it's not fun, it's not nice. And um, if there are ways to alleviate or even stop that, um, that's terribly important. And um, I mentioned that because you're kind enough to join us as a speaker at the Disrupt HR London Summit happening on July 6th uh, at the Royal Institution. It's an evening event. It happens between around 6 and 9 p.m. Uh, be there or be a rectangle listeners. Uh, and and your session is called Banishing Sunday Night Blues. I'd love for you now to take two or three minutes and tell listeners a bit about your session and some of the for learning outcomes.
2: Definitely. Well, Bill, as you've said, um, I, have, I have, and I've spoken to many people of this, your weekend starts to maybe tail off in the afternoon as you're starting to think about work and maybe having um, some you know, concerns around what your working week is going to be like. So um, really us is getting into this whole thing around, am I starting Monday in the best place or am I starting it not feeling um, d- that I'm able to do the best work I can do? And I think that can mean for you know leaders or employees, what's the impact that's having on, on yourself, the organisation and the broader economy. So I was very sort of, I've started to blog quite a bit around it and noticed that this was resonating with quite a few people around, is there a, a wellness strand here? Is there a productivity strand here? And then layer on um, uh, hybrid working as well. And I have been in conversations and now in partnership, um, With Exeter University to really get underneath this, because I think sometimes it's very easy to say, yes, I've got this feeling, but what is some of the hard data that we can really establish of, is this really, is this something, uh, how does it, how does it find itself, what are the consequences and what can we do about it? And the purpose of where we will lend this this research, um, which is is about three or four phases over a period of um, a year, we're just about to close the first part of the research, is to really come up with some pragmatic and practical outcomes that individuals and leaders can do to really reduce, if not banish, the Sunday night blues so that we can really start our working week in the in the best way possible. And that's what I'm going to talk through on the session um, at Disrupt HR
1: okay thank you very much and it's a heck of a challenge right uh the the format for the disrupt hr events is 20 slides and five minutes um what kind of challenges does that present for for a speaker kirsten
2: well i think that the challenges is there's a lot of information to get across in a short period of time and the positive thing is i really believe we have so much information thrown at us so having the five minutes of really highlighting um, and explaining a topic and some core things that will either resonate with individuals or not, depending on on, uh, where you are individually and organisationally, to then continue that conversation the right way. So I think it's a great way just to cut through um, and get to the people where this can really make the biggest difference. So from a personal perspective, it's about me being very, very tight and clear in terms of what those core messages are uh, to to get over in a couple of weeks.
1: Okay, thank you. Now then, uh, my next couple of questions are are questions that we ask all of our guests on the HR in Review podcast. Okay, so the, the the following question goes as following as 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 follows: If you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your HR career in one minute or less, geez, Bill, that's a challenge. Uh, what, what would your top tip be for other HR pros?
2: Wow, oh, great question. Um, very simply is, my tip would be looking after yourself. I believe our profession is uh, trained, uh, maybe it's innate as well, in terms of you're always thinking about other people. And, and it's And I do think if you don't think about yourself, how can you be the best people leader that you can be? if you're not firing on all cylinders now i'm not suggesting that we do that that we can do that every day because we are human so what does that mean then in terms of our wellness what puts us in a really uh, in a place that we're going to be able to deliver the best that we can is making sure that you've got your plan that you put in place first and then you look um, to support other people so it's very much that analogy of um putting your um, oxygen mask on first so that you're in a place that you can then put the oxygen mask on for your colleague um, in those, um, I'm going to say those health and safety uh, demos. So that for me would be my biggest tip.
1: OK, awesome. I reckon that was about a minute. Good job, Kirsten. Good job. OK, thank um, you. <laughs> now, the uh, next question, take a bit more time if you'd like. Uh, and, and the question is, what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR over the next five to 10 years? Wow, Bill, what a big question.
2: That's a really big question. So I believe there will be I think there's two strands or two pillars So one is um, around uh, data and insights and how the people function will be really strong. Actually, I'm going to say there's three pillars, actually. So data and insights and having data to predict what's going to happen in the future as one data as, as a sort of a data point to make decisions, but being able to access historical data easily. But I think that sort of that um, AI um, insights and development is, is definitely a big pillar and a big uh, uh, opportunity, I think, for us as a profession. The second piece for me would be very much around branding around really dialing that up in terms of we are building brands we're building brands internally in our organizations and how do we take those out and again aligning those insights and course correcting through a period of time so launching something correcting it checking it is it on brand but in, in a brand, in a, you know the market's going to change so much. How does that really look like for a workforce that is going to be completely different, that's going to want to work in a very different way to capture and, and provide that brand, I'm going to say, stroke culture? And then the third piece is going to be a, um, what's the dialing up of the humanness um, and the, I'm going to say, sort of foundational operational pieces and I think that humanness is going to be even more important for our profession going forward. So having the data and the insights to make decisions with foundations, that that marketing, branding culture in a truly uh, 360 degree format to support a uh, workforce that is going to be much more flexible and uh, much more global. And how do you make that human? I think those are the three um, elements that are going to be really, really critical for the future of our profession.
1: Perfect. thank you. And and just finally for today, Kirsten, how can how can our listeners uh, connect with and learn more about you? So you've mentioned that you blog lots. Um, can folk connect with you also on LinkedIn? Maybe you're super cool and you're all over Instagram, uh, TikTok and other places. Please, please, please share the, those coordinates
2: well the, the the best place is customferber.com um so that's my site um that has all the latest um research on uh, banishing sunday night blues and if you want to get involved if you want to know more you can sign up there and with all my um, latest blogs and resources really to support um, leaders and professionals and also create uh, the conversation for awareness to make the to make the world a better place to work in
1: That's a pretty nice way to finish this interview, I think. Um, So that just leaves me to say for today, Kirsten Ferber, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the HR in Review podcast.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: The HR in Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk hrreview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HRReview, or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.